This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Atlanta, Season 3, Episode 10, Tarar, is over. But no worries, we got y'all. I mean, I think we do. Um, I'm Chappelle, and normally I would say we're ready to break down what we saw in this week's Atlanta Season 3 finale. Comma, but I'm not even sure I know what happened. So with me, one last time this season, to help make sense of everything, my co-host, Mari Forth. Mari, what's good? They eating hands. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the craziest thing we've seen on this series? Because right after that, somebody basically drowned somebody in pee. <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. Like, this, yeah, this season finale was uh, just ridiculous. It was wild. It was wild. It was one of those things where you're like, you're just taking along for the ride. And I, I read, like, uh, um, I did the uh, shout out to the patrons in the discord that linked um, an article from the, like one of the producers. And I read that uh, it was an interview with one of the producers. So I read a little bit about um, a little bit more about this, this episode from that point of view. Um, And it was still like, I I can't believe it's like Atlanta is the only show that can get away from it, get away for doing this for me. Because at mm-hmm. this point, where this is 10 episodes, there's been foolishness, there's been shenanigans, there's been gaggery. So, like, I just, at, at, when I that episode ended, I was like, sure. I was just like, sure. Yep. <laughs> Par for the course. Mari, right. Mar, do you mind paraphrasing what that uh, that article said that you read in the Discord? 
Well, one of the biggest things that I took away from it was like the production style of the last episode. Like they wanted to start off with the three characters that we didn't know and and going into like the one uh, Candace, the one character, then like seeing Van, they wanted that type of introduction so that us as an audience felt like those three characters in a sense of being like carried around and pulled and dragged around um by van as we uncover what her story is what's happening to her so i really like that aspect of it you know what i'm saying like like the way that they shot it was so that we the audience are also like what is going on with van like we were like candace was us like uh, we mm -hmm. know what she is normally like what is happening right now so um i i thought that was like one of the major takeaways i i, I took away from that that article uh, yeah, uh, I guess I should definitely check that out because I, when I finished the episode, I texted you and Mar I was like, Mari, what the hell is this? What are we watching now? Like, seriously, yeah. what show is this? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, and you said uh, something very interesting. You said Atlanta is the show that could get away with it, uh, with this for mm -hmm. you. But I know a lot of people have been saying they not, were yeah. not. Yeah, they weren't happy. Uh, and I wasn't necessarily happy. I definitely was underwhelmed with the season as a whole. There okay. were some high moments as far as like conversation pieces. We've had some really incredible conversations on this podcast, Mari. So I do thank you for yeah. doing that emotional labor with me. But mm -hmm. then there's been some lows on this season where it's kind of just like, well, damn, what are we here for? Why did we come here? Who? Where yeah. are the people we came to see? Where's the storyline that you've given us for two seasons? What does all of this mean? And so, I mean, I would say we could save this conversation for a later time, but Mara, the season is over. And so mm -hmm. uh, what we can do is work our way through this episode, the highs, the lows, and all the in-betweens, and then maybe do a wrap-up of like what we think about the season overall and what we think. I don't even want to say what we think is coming up next because at this point, God only knows, Mari. Exactly. And and that's what I said uh, last week. It's like, to me, at this point, I knew they weren't going to wrap anything substantial up in this episode, because honestly, not much, not much, not much substantial has happened. So, like I said last week, I'm kind of approaching this as a final episode, uh, final season part one. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I think when we get to the second part or, or what's going to be season four, which will be the final uh, the final season, which was, of course, filmed back to back with this season. I I'm hoping the story will make sense once we get that last piece, because it definitely does not feel like this. Like this. This is a bottle season in itself. Mm. Like right now, just from what we've seen, not including what we may see in the future, this is one of those bottle seasons where we, we've said it, like you could just watch just this season and there will be nothing that you missed. And that that doesn't really normally fit the mode of Atlanta because at the end of each season in season one and season two, we've, we've seen progress when it comes to Al's music career and where he's going. So this is the one time that it, it doesn't feel like we got any of, of that progression. No, that's a very good point. This is very different, like an anthology series. And I wouldn't be shocked if season four opened with this all of being a dream, just based on mm -hmm. what we've seen so far. You could tell me this didn't happen, and I'd be like, okay. Um, mm -hmm. But that being said, Mari, let's talk about what did happen in this episode. Are you ready to get into Tarar? Yes. All right, let's do it. As you said earlier, the episode opens with this group of friends who will, who will become the focal point of the finale uh, episode, um, which is very weird considering, you know, 
they we do not know these people. I mean, we know mm-hmm. Candace from season one. A lot of people will point out that she was in the Champagne Poppy episode. Is that correct, Mari? Okay, Marge? that's what I was yeah. trying to figure out because I was like, I was like, I was like, I feel like I know Candace, but I couldn't pinpoint what episode it was from. I went back to the episode like Value to try and see mm. if it was the girl who was telling her that you know the girl that was flying around with all the ballers, but it wasn't her. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's not her. So I couldn't figure out where I'd seen Candace before, but that makes sense. The champagne yeah. poppy episode. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's season, season one two. or season two. Yeah. No, I was about to say that's, that's season, season two. two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Season that, two, that episode seven, champagne poppy is where we first meet Candace. And so she's back here and she has her girls with her, um, her friend Shanice, well, her, her yeah, her friend, uh, Sosha and her, fr- and, and Sosha's cousin Shanice. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so they're outside vibing, doing the Paris thing, just hanging mm-hmm. out outside at a cafe. I'm, I'm sure it smells like croissants and cigarettes. Um, mm-hmm. But that's Paris as far as I'm concerned. Um, and we see the lead friend start to give them information about how this trip was paid for. Now, this will be a big plot point in the episode, kind of, because mm-hmm. it does put these women in this position. Mari, somebody flew her out flew to pee out? on her. Mm-hmm. For six thousand dollars, Mari, book my flight right now. Well, for her to <laughs> pee on them, <laughs> yes, for her yes. to pee on them, and like I said, book my flight. Um, yeah, six thousand yeah. dollars. I got some pee. Well, see, I don't know because um, I think this is so timely. It's like I don't know if like um, Donald Glover has like a crystal ball to black Twitter, but mm-hmm. this was a trending topic just a few weeks ago about some women talking about how they got flew to Dubai and that their experience was not good. Um, I don't know. We don't look into that kind of no but no mari why don't you just go ahead and give us the finer points of that what exactly um, happened in that story i'm trying to okay so well in that story (laughs) these women they got flewed out and then they were they thought they was only going to be i guess wine and dine but they ended up having to they they were forced to play with like excretions and stuff It, it you know for all of our older people out there the two girls one cup ish kind of comes to mind that's what they were basically forced to do in order to like get back home so like be careful because like international human trafficking happens (laughs) you know like a lot so just don't be getting flued out by everybody right and i mean they in in that story they opted into the excrement that they had to uh touch and eat and other things of that nature they were given the option to leave no they were given the option to leave some women Mm. did some did not because there was an amount of money in front of them that would change their lives and so you know um some some it really wasn't a choice honestly for some of them Mm -hmm. it wasn't a choice but uh i mean the things they did in that story i was just like oh my god at at what cost um but Mm -hmm. six thousand dollars to pee on somebody hey if that's all if that's all that's better than the other story to say right (laughs) <laughs> like 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 Candace, we don't kink shame. We just kink ask right, why. Exactly. You know, we we yes. ask for kink <laughs> clarification. We just need to know <laughs> what, what got you here. Uh, but that's right. y'all business. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so the other two women uh, are confused by this, but also in seven minutes. And they're in. very. <laughs> I just yeah. want to point that out. <laughs> we are in the. We are in the. Sh- 
Seven minutes deep, in. deep into it, <laughs> deep into it. Um, uh, yeah, so they toast to their activities for the day and they're thinking uh-huh. about what crazy antics can they get into in Paris. But all the crazy things in Paris, apparently, uh, at least according to Candace, you need a local to get into uh-huh. uh, all of that with. Um, fortunately, to her surprise, Candace spots a woman with some questionable bangs yeah. at a nearby <laughs> shop with a obnoxious baguette protruding from her bag <laughs> my van is here in paris and she is french question mark yeah this <laughs> that was funny like when we first saw her, i was like oh yay there's van and then the the accent i was like oh okay and then like when she proceeded to, i thought she was gonna like i thought she maybe had the accent to talk to the guy who was on the count over the counter but then when she proceeded to use the accent talking to candace i was like what is going on here this day? Like, what is happening? I, <laughs> hilarious. This and this is where I was like, oh, we are in for it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was big confused because I thought, okay, clearly she doesn't want Candace to know she's here, so she's gonna pretend like she isn't Candace. Uh, you know, she's wearing a wig. She's, I mean, she's gonna speak uh, pretend like she isn't Van, and she doesn't know her. She's mm-hmm. wearing the wig. She's uh, has like this horrible French accent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she just leans into it even more like even when she acknowledges that she knows candace she does not drop the accent and so at that point i was highly confused like what are you doing because you're clearly caught mm-hmm. yeah like why are you doubling down um uh, but she didn't have a choice i mean i think she had already decided that this is who she's going to be for that day mari is this the wig that van stole in that one episode oh snap i don't know <laughs> because if so oh my ma'am, gosh. You should be arrested, actually, because the bangs well, are horrible. When you get a bob, you be feeling yourself. You be doing the hair flip, you get the bob going. So I get it. She was feeling it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that she know for the bob. Yeah, she was exactly. Like, like, a, like, like a like a stressed out Edna mode, you know. Um, <laughs> and guess, um, yeah, I thought. This this might be the stolen wig, Mari. Like maybe they That's are trying funny. to tie it in. That seven, could be it. Week. It could be. <laughs> yes. Um, so by now, I'm thinking, you know, clearly she's going to let her guard down, talk to her about this behavior. But every time Candace tries to bring it up, like Van just like completely deflects. I mean, mm-hmm. th- at no point does she even acknowledge that she's acting weird. And she ends up leading them back to her apartment or some mm-hmm. house that she's living at where there is like a photograph of her and another gentleman, but also a magazine. Mari, was this magazine full of pictures of Van? Yes. I was so confused. I was like, huh? And it was like, she was like on the cover and it was like, Vanessa. And it was yeah. like, like just pictures of her, like editorial style pictures. I'm like, was Van a model? And it's like in the, the, yeah. Because at this point, we still don't know. We we do, At this point, we don't know the time frame of like where this is in the story with Ern and them. I, I don't know if we get a clue later, but it was wild. <laughs> Again, yeah. Just... Apparently, since coming to Europe, Van has become a model. A very good one at that to be basically had like a whole model portfolio spread of like all mm-hmm. her photos and stuff. And she has this nice apartment or home. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a career and a new boo who is not earned. Um, but right. a gentleman who's uh, do you remember his name? Um, Marcel. 
Marcel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's with Marcel now. There's pictures around. So it looks like she's made herself comfortable. Now we haven't seen much of Van throughout this season. So I don't think it's completely out of the question to say that she could go do something like this. But yeah, Mari, we'll talk about the timeline a little bit later. It is very mm-hmm. peculiar that she mm-hmm. would be able to pull some of this off what we what seems like very quickly. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it can't be it at this point, to my knowledge, it could not have been a year that she's been here. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Candace wants to talk. She keeps mm-hmm. trying to pull her to the side to talk about her behavior, but also to fill Van in on this PP thing that she has going on. Um, but Van is like, "No, I'm running late. Follow me." And this wait, accent, can we can we just talk about the not? first? The, I think this is the first time where like Shanice and Zosha was like, "Why she got that bread?" <laughs> like, right, right. Yes, the baguette. <laughs> Tell me what the baguette. <laughs> Mari, the baguette just comes into question because it's still there. She's wielding this thing. She has it on her back, kind of like a like yeah, a, a sword. Like a, like a samurai sword, yeah, yes. Right. I think this is the first mention of it. It's like, why she got that bread? And that's all it was at first. Right. Of, I mean, of all the things that are going on with Van, that bread was really annoying me. So I'm glad they called mm-hmm. it out. Because um, she shuffles them out of the house and onto mm-hmm. these mo- mo- mopeds to where they ride around the city um to hang with her friends that are how you say uh cool i was like man you didn't forget english (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i was just on how you say i was like what do you mean how you say like what ma'am english was your first language you learned (laughs) french you is not the other way around um but okay i was like how did she forget Anyway, um, they end up entering this really nice hotel where she is greeted with a kiss by Alexander Skarsgård. Mari, I know you. I know you're a vampire girl. You, <laughs> yeah. you were, you were in the True Blood trenches with us, weren't you? I was, yeah, point, up until a point. I did give up a little bit sooner than the rest of everybody. So, how did uh, you feel about seeing Eric Northman here <laughs> in this episode? I, I was like, I was like, is that Alex? Like, I was like, this is, <laughs> like. Alexander Skarsgård is the he is the man he is the white man if we're if we're being particular <laughs> like this is just like uh, Zosha and Shanice like Alexander Skarsgård like <laughs> black women love them some Alexander Skarsgård like <laughs> so that was the most random thing I've ever seen in my entire life I was like okay listen I was once told that anytime you see a scars guard in a movie or a film they are the bad guy and I mean True. the scars guard family is just th- these white men got the got the world in a blender because they are gonna be yep. evil and they're gonna do it to the best of their ability I mean they have a complete scars guard right yep. <laughs> they got a complete scars guard family tree out there where mm-hmm. these these men are just taking over um I mean, it's so it's so wild that that whole entire household. Every time I see them, I'm like, "Oh, shenanigans! Something's coming up." <laughs> um, and this was no different. It started off relatively normal. I mean, it it just seemed like Van and Alexander Skarsgård are having some type of affair, but mm-hmm. Alex starts to try to make everybody feel a little bit more comfortable. He's suggesting that maybe they get naked. Um, they're <laughs> jamming Ashanti's "Rock with You" in the background. <laughs> um, oh God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look. Mari, I remember in high school, I think we counted uh, that she says the word baby 63 times in that song, you know? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and Alex was dancing like it was brand new. I was like, sir, you don't remember <laughs> you You were with us back in the day? Um, right. Yeah, but he's trying to loosen everybody up while uh, Van and Candace are off on a side mission in the bedroom. Now, 
I was shocked by this because uh, I I saw the cocaine and I thought, yes. okay, they like to party. That's that's interesting. But mm-hmm. then did she sprinkle meth on his bed like like salt bay? <laughs> yes, she sure <laughs> did. I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Just drop this crack pipe right here just to see what happens. I, I was stunned. St- and Candace's like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's a game. I was like, what? <laughs> what yeah, it's just game? it's this game we play every week. We literally do this all the time, Mar. You're not used to sprinkling meth on somebody's bed, you know? Uh, no, no, I am not. <laughs> I can comfortably say I am. I am not. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, this is like those. <laughs> this is honestly where I end the game. You know, like when I went, like I might think she's been acting weird. Sure, she has a fake French accent. She's carrying this baguette around, mm-hmm. but when you start just whipping meth out and just throwing it around like the flower girl at some sad wedding. I, you gotta go. Like that's it. I'd have been like, "Hey, y'all, we gotta go because th- they playing with meth." And I just, mm, whoo. Anyway, <laughs> they playing with meth, and I just, I cannot. But uh, Candace is just as confused as we are. Um, mm-hmm. She's trying. She needs answers, so she wants to know. Like, you've been sleeping with Alexander Skarsgård. What's that? Like, what's the meth? What's what's happening? But again, Vanish just deflecting. She's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's normal. We do this all the time. Yes. It's good. It's good. It's BN. BN. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it looks like Van is on a mission to find a key before they head out of the uh, out of the room. Now, she she grabs the other women and she's like, all right, y'all, we got what we came for. Let's go. And yeah, they no. leave Alexander Skarsgård basically standing there in a random state he of undress. He is, yeah. he, is, he is undressed with a leopard print uh, briefs on. Uh, yeah on. like a little thong yeah, yeah. Thong, which, thong, which thong, thong. oh in that in that article the producer said he he insisted on that, that specifically like he uh-huh. he was game for everything they had like donald glover had approached him to like be in it and just kind of make fun of himself they said he was game for everything they threw at him his one his one mandatory thing that he wanted to do he's like i need to be naked in some leopard print briefs at some point look I have seen way more of Alexander Skarsgård in my life than I would like to admit anyway. So I'm not shocked sure. by that. Yeah, you saw exactly. True Blood, you've seen it all anyway. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that sounds, again, these Skarsgårds, you can't trust them. <laughs> um, so as they escape from the room very quickly, leaving Alex, you know, basically just like devastated. He's so sad mm-hmm. that Ben is leaving, but he doesn't know about the meth and the cocaine that she just planted in his room. But he's going to find out soon because Van's first stop is the front desk. And while at the front desk, she frantically just tells the woman, oh, my God, Alex is up there. He's partying again. It's getting out of control. I think it's meth this time. There's no time mm-hmm. to call the police. Just go. Go upstairs. Why are you like this? Help us. And so this woman frantically just runs upstairs to go save Alexander Skarsgård's life. And Van is standing there like everything is normal, Mari. 
Yeah. Uh, Candace is like, girl, what is happening? Again, <laughs> we are all Candace. She's like, what? It, why are you doing this? And again, then it's like, it's just a game. It's, 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 we do this all the time with her accent that I can't even do. That's how I did love how bad the accent was because you could tell Zazie was purposely making it bad. You know? Uh huh. Yeah. It was getting worse and worse as the episode. <laughs> yeah, went on. exactly. So yeah. she was doing a great job with, with that um, accent. But yeah, this was wild. Mari, she I'm didn't be saying that all episode. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should have been the title of the episode, honestly, wild, because yeah. that's all I have. Um, she didn't even think this lie out. She knew she was going to bring her friends to Alexander Skarsgård's house and then potentially plant drugs on him. She knew this was a thing that was going to happen. And her best lie is, yeah, we do this all the time. Like that's it. Yes. And Kenneth was this? like, well, Kenneth was <laughs> like, what about Marcel? Like, are you are you cheating on Marcel? And she's like, it, it that was in the room when she's like, Oh, you can't have fun. We got fun. Right. Why are you why like, are you judging what? me? Like, yeah. you know, let me live my life. I'm weak grown. Um mm-hmm. no, again, Candace, this is your fault now because you should have left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you don't well yeah, she we tried. She yeah. did try to leave a few times, and Shanice and Josha was like, Well, this is like this is kind of fun. Like, we need to yeah. this is exciting. We were looking for yeah. excitement. Mara, you know me well enough to know that that probably would have got my attention too. It's like, well, they're not wrong. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's exciting. Um, it's like nothing bad has happened yet. <laughs> right. Which is okay. Well, um, not to us, yeah. at least. <laughs> not to us. Um, which leads us to our next stop on this tour. Um, they are outside what looks like the Paris version of the Cabrini uh, Green Projects in Chicago. Yes. Yes. Um, I think Zosha even says, like, is this where Candyman lives? It's like, no. He looks like Candyman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. He lives in Chicago. But if he was in Paris, this is definitely where he'd be at. Um, Yes. The Paris Project. Yeah. The Paris Projects. Exactly. Um, There's French rap playing in the background, Mari. I'm cringing Mm -hmm. just in general. But also, this is the second time where Shanice is like, I think it was, I think it was Zosha who was like, she still got that bread. And then Shanice is like, well, I fucks with it now, though. <laughs> right. Like, no, seriously? When they wrote this, they must have been in my head. Because at first I was like, what is this baguette? And by the middle, I was like, you know, I kind of, you know, if I was there, I'd want a baguette, too. You know, just that kind of wield. Um, but yeah, outside the project, she still has it. And people are yelling her name. Well, not her actual name, but they're calling out Tarar. Um, yeah. And, and Tarar... Van describes Tarar as the man who ate the baby. Have you ever have you ever heard about this? No, but you know, of course, I googled it during the, as <laughs> during you the episode. Um, but it's like it's a, it was essentially like this man that's like this man who was known in Paris, like he could eat and eat and eat and never be satisfied. Like he would, Amen. He would, uh, <laughs> well, like even medically, this man would like eat so and so many rations. He had like went into the military and after eating like eight times the regular rations, he had to be dis- uh, discharged because he would he would eat and eat and eat. But it would still like he would still be like malnutritious, like he still just could never have enough. So he had to like constantly eat, for, I guess, for his metabolism or something. And that's me like kind of doing supposition with my medical training. Mm-hmm. But like um, he would eat. So then he he kind of become like it was like like a traveling type of freak show type of deal where he would eat like um what did I, what did I read he he would eat just random things like bikes and and nails and and other stuff just anything and everything I don't think I got to the eating the baby part but he was just eat whole like he would eat meals set for fifteen people 
in one yeah. sitting and still not be satisfied. Yeah, I heard he ate an eel, like an entire eel. Like that man was yeah. a throat goat. That's crazy. Yeah. Like he ate that eel without even chewing it. Just N Nancy Reagan, move out the way. Right, right. <laughs> Gerard the Stallion. I mean, I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah, but that's what they're calling Van here, which I mean, honestly, for it, if that's your nickname, if like the moniker you have is alluding to you possibly eating a baby, you must be some sort of a badass or at least very scary in in one way or another. And so I don't know exactly how Van got that uh, moniker, but... So, as we're talking about right now, yeah, like, Tarara is also, like, a street performer, too. That was that was his biggest thing. He, he, he would do all this out in the street. But now that I'm, like, really, like, sitting with it and thinking about it now, like, are they calling her Tarara because of what we know at the end? Like, she, this mm. whole day was the procurement of hands. Were these people telling her to get up out of there? you know, where they're at because they're like, we don't want you taking, eating our hands no more, Tarar. Like, is that it? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put a it? pin in that. Put a yeah. pin in that. We're going to come back to that one because, yeah, Tarar got some explaining to do a little mm -hmm. bit later on. Um, they end up going to a cooler that is empty and Van is not happy. She's like, Emilio has effed them all over. This is mm -hmm. the last chance. Emilio has done this again. And so now she has to put a stop to it. Um, when they are then confronted by um, a group of French, I guess, henchmen of some sort, mm -hmm. I mean, who are trying to stop Van from procuring, I guess, more of the, the package, um, mm -hmm. which we will learn later on is human hands. Um, but there's a fight in the distance that distracts them. And so the mm -hmm. three women are able to get away. Uh, mm -hmm. Van leads them away so fast. She's not even paying attention. She almost gets hit by a car at some point. And they arrive at the next spot where, again, this Ho baguette hold up. still hanging not out for dear life. <laughs> hold up. We see the four women, right? Mm -hmm. Then we see the gang. And, and, and she's trying to plead with the gang. And the camera's on the gang. But in the background... Um, one of the gang members is trying to cross the street to come towards the women. The uh, uh, A car almost hits him. The guy in the car gets out. They start beating the guy in the car. So this is all we're seeing. We're just seeing, it's almost like we're <laughs> one of the women and we're seeing the gang members get distracted. By the right. time they pan back to the women, Van is just gone. She's like running. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. so <laughs> just You just see her beating feet and the three of the yeah. other girls are like, oh, wait, oh. <laughs> and they yeah. run and she left. Look, first of all, if somebody run, you know the rule. You got to run too. <laughs> but also Van, too. Van, give us the heads up. Say, come on or something. You can't just leave us for dead. Um, oh my God. There's nothing funnier than somebody just running. <laughs> just taking off. Yes. <laughs> Look, yeah. And, uh, and she's she's very much in a hurry, but we still, to this point, we know she's trying to get away from them, but we don't know where she's leading everybody to um, until right. she, she shows up to a building, uh, which and she's greeted by a man named Carlos. And they are so pleasant with each other. You know, she's very much like they're doing all the like the salutations and all this other good stuff. He's very happy to see her. Um, but eventually she asks, hey, where where is Emilio? I haven't seen him in a while. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, he's inside. Come on in. It's an art museum. Like, come on in. I'll take you right mm -hmm. over to him. And he does. This man walks him like Van directly over to Emilio, who we find out is his lover, his boyfriend or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. And sadly van is not happy to see emilio um and emilio looks like he's seen a ghost he yeah, really he's is shaking terrified. in his boots mm, yeah he's terrified when he's, he's like oh van and i'm like oh god 
And this yeah. is where it gets tense. <laughs> yeah. Because we find out that, for one, this is not the first time this has happened. Like, she's had to roll up on Emilio before. But she's here for business. And now we find out what the point of this baguette is. The stale baguette that has been sitting out for months. The stale yeah. that probably been sitting out for years. Like, how hard or stale is this baguette? Because mm-hmm. she beats the hell out of this man. Like, this she just, some... I mean... This was some Walking Dead style type of stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, yes. she asked him. She's like, "How hard does a baguette get after uh, you leave it out for one day? How about one week? How about two weeks? How about three months? How about six months?" I was like, "Oh my right. god!" And that, so I was like, "Has she been here for six months?" Then you know, that was my my. I was trying to figure that out, but yeah, she walks up to them like that baguette was like a baseball bat, and she just kept hammering away at this man. Blood flying everywhere, and. The girls, this was the one time I guess I wasn't paying attention to hear what the, I think one of them said, oh, that's what's that for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they are, they are us because we were all thinking it like, oh, (laughs) but whose wacky idea was this to weaponize a piece of bread uh, by letting it sit out for six months and get stale to the point where you could wield it like Lucille the Bat from The Walking Dead to your right. point, Mari. Oh um, my gosh. But Emilio, where is the package? She tells him she needs it today. He either has to tell her about the package or bite into the stale bread. Um, so eventually Emilio just gives it up. He's like, it's over there in the vase. Shanice, of course, <laughs> breaks the wrong vase. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Shanice because you could tell Shanice is kind of like I'm actually kind of happy just to be here, you know. Like yep. this is crazy <laughs> stuff, but whatever, we roll. Um, yeah. So all of this happens. Carlos is standing there, devastated, watching as like Van and these women leave with the package, and Emilio, his lover, is just writhing on the ground in pain. To this mm-hmm. point, of the episode, Mari, what what what's your mindset like? Tell me what you're thinking. Or are you just along for the ride? Definitely still along for the ride, but I was like, wow. I was just like, I I was really like, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> Truly. And then I think at this point, too, uh, in the first viewing, you're like, is this drugs? Like, what is this package? I think we all just, I, I think because one of the girls said, well, is it drugs? And it's just like, I, you automatically just assume that's what it is, kind of. But I was just like, how did Van get to this point that she is legit beating a man with a baguette? And it, it's just like horrendous, you know. It was, it was definitely weird, definitely weird. Yeah, yeah. And we got a lot more weirdness to get into, but we're gonna take a quick break from our, you know, get a message from our sponsors in here, and then in a second we'll get back to all of these shenanigans and more to talk about this final episode of season three. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Uh, the next stop on this Paris tour is dinner. They pull up to this lavish location and Van is still keeping up this charade um, or I guess it, as Van would call it, a charade. Um, mm-hmm. But Candace is ready to dip. She's mm-hmm. trying to get her friends like, hey, I know Van. She from Atlanta. She is not French. She just beat the hell out of somebody with a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. She sprinkled some meth on someone's bed the other, like <laughs> earlier. This ain't, this ain't right. We got to go. But Zosha right. and Shanice want to stay. Despite the bloody baguette and the fake French accent, they are mm-hmm. like, this is kind of fun. I mean, it's better than what we've been doing. And I, uh, Mario, I've been to Paris, you know, I had fun moments, but I'm not going to lie. I, I might have stuck around, you know, yeah. this is the most exciting thing that we've done on our trip. Um, I would definitely be the Candace and you would definitely be the Shanice in this scenario. Yeah, probably. Like at first I was like, the meth would have got me. I would have been out. But if <laughs> everything else, beating somebody up with a piece of bread. No, I'm definitely in there for the long haul at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alexander Skarsgård is, is also here. And he is not happy about the stunt that Vanessa pulled at the hotel. Uh, he lost his Baby Shark movie contract due to the bad publicity he got from once, I guess, once they found out about the meth and the coke and all that good stuff. And he threatens her to never do that again. Um, now, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Then spits in his face defiantly mm-hmm. and he scurries off to the restroom to go and pleasure himself after mm-hmm. his public humiliation. Um, Mari, you got what 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 you got? Just a, uh, it was just a humiliation kink. Apparently, apparently, this is how they play their games. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> like, right, because right. initially, I'm thinking, Van, why would you go through all of this if you know he's just gonna pull up later on? Like, you went mm-hmm. basically robbed the man and dr- like planted drugs on him and spit in his face later on that day. I mean, Alexander Skarsgård is not a small person. He's a very tall mm-hmm. gentleman, so he's towering over her as she spits in his face, and then next thing you know, he's whacking it in the bathroom. I was like, yep. I-, I guess Lo- this is what it. they be doing. He was loving right. it. I- again, again. <laughs> I- we don't I keep shaming. <laughs> we-, we just keep asking why. You know, that's all. Just keep asking why. Um, wow. So <laughs> we finally meet Marcel, the person that Van has been dating. And this is where I guess they've, they've met these like uh, events like this, where they have to prepare the food. Um, they have like the yeah. longest kiss ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said that they met in like his restaurant and she was like a sous mm-hmm. chef or something like that. But now it looks like this is at least a private, <laughs> clearly a private event um, that they're yeah. um, chefing now. So. <laughs> exactly. And, um, yeah. They've come a long way since they met in that restaurant, but here we are. And she introduces, 
she introduces him to Candace as you remember the the girl I met when I was stripping on that cruise ship. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, you talking Candace about? Like, <laughs> huh? Yeah. At this point, Candace is demanding answers. Mm -hmm. What is Van doing here? Why are you pretending to be French, Van? Where is your damn baby? But where's instead of, yeah, where's Ern? There's so many questions that need answers, but instead, Van is deflecting again. She says Candace is just upset that she can't control her anymore. And Mari, all girls do is gaslight. That's it. Mm -hmm. Because look at Van doing her thing. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. <laughs> Gaslighting amongst friends for, for women <laughs> is not uncommon. <laughs> but I mean, you know. Nana's like, you know, you're not the interesting one. I mean, I, you know, Candace was Maybe. gloating about her being flued out and the peeing to Shanice and Josha's. Maybe Van is on to something. Maybe Candace likes to be the one who is in the center of attention. However, this does not negate, negate anything that she says about Van because uh, Candace has a very solid points and yeah. Van is just deflecting. Yeah, but you're right. You know, I, I feel like if somebody gave me $6,000 and flew me to a different country to pee on them, mm -hmm. I would think I had the coolest story of the week. And so I mm -hmm. would also kind of be a, a pinch annoyed that I've been <laughs> overshadowed. Like, I flew out here to piss on somebody. And you're like, yeah, yeah. but Van just beat somebody up with a piece of stale bread. Like, mm -hmm. sit down. You know, yeah. get get in line, Candace. <laughs> but Candace's story is going to get a lot more interesting very quickly um, because while the two are arguing, um, she realizes that the package and the whole reason they're doing all of this running around is to get the protein for the main course. Mara, we've talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mara, they eating fried hands. They eating fried hands. Like, and I think it even took me on the second watch because, you know, I was listening because what was happening was Candace and um, uh, Van were having their discussion and in the background, Marcel opened the package, uh, uh, the, took the hands out of the package. We're looking at the, the hands. I, I did not notice the first time. It wasn't until the second <laughs> watch. I was like, wait, 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 wait. And, and I, of course, I had already went on Twitter and they're like, they did all that for the hands, you know, and, and, you know, the rest of the episode clued you in for that. But it was just so funny. I was like, wait, what? They, they, this was so it, so they go after we have this conversation with them we have the the dinner set up where the woman who had answered the door who invited Shanice and Zosha to sit for dinner was explaining at the top of the the, the table this is a culinary experience and all this stuff and meanwhile while she's going through her big old long speech we're getting a a step by step guide on how to fry hands i was just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. For six thousand dollars, would you eat fried hands? No, like no. dollars. I am not. I that I consuming human flesh. That is kind of like my stopping point. And even that, it like hands would be the least of the human <laughs> body parts that I would want to consume. Like you, you saw Marcel was in the back. I tried to like massage that. That is like the toughest meat <laughs> on the human body. I would assume like, why would you want to eat bony tendony hands? Like tendony. that's not even like we uh, uh, let's talk about a thigh. Maybe I might, right. a thigh, but like <laughs> not some bony hands. 
No, I'm yeah. good. Not for six thousand. You have to Not give me a 6, lot more 000. money than that. Yeah, we gotta know our worth here on the uh we got y'all crew. <laughs> um yeah, fried hands. So, you know, again, not to yuck anybody's yum, but not for me. Not for me. If that's your thing, you know. I think I feel might... like we can yuck cannibalism, but maybe that's yeah. just me. I don't know. No, yeah, again, I don't know culturally speaking if people still down um, with okay. eating hands somewhere, but make no mistake, here we don't. We just don't do that on this podcast. Congratulations right. to you, though. I'm sure it looks good on you wherever you are listening to this. Um, right. But I think it's really funny because you've heard these type of like Illuminati style uh, mm -hmm. stories, like uh, uh, urban legends about how the rich elite can buy their way into these cannibal parties. And, and you know, they say that's how like people are turning up missing, not just for black market organs, but so they can be eaten by rich people. It, it's really like. It, it's really funny because it kind of follows like that, that like theme of rich people and the Illuminati and they can basically do whatever they want to. Yeah. And no disrespect to Alexander Skarsgård, but he's a hundred percent who I would think would be involved in something like that. I mean, <laughs> again, I, you have been warned that Skarsgård, you just need to watch them. I'm not saying they're untrustworthy. I'm just saying, keep your head on a swivel. Um, mm -hmm. So the, the meal is very fancy. It's an experience. They have their towels over their head so they can't even see the plate. They're supposed to just that let the funny. senses take over. But of course, Zosha and Shanice end up taking a peek and things get real <laughs> for them very quickly. Um, elsewhere, Van finally starts to open up to Candace. And, you know, she tells her like about her goal, like about wanting to bring her parents out to Paris, about how she wants to get married and how her goal is to bring her daughter Lottie to Paris to be with her eventually. But Candace yeah. asks, you bringing your daughter out here to eat hands? Yeah. And but, like, this was very like a, a, a conversation where it's like Candace was pushing. Candace was mm -hmm. pushing to, so that Van will, will finally like snap out of this. Candace was the one bringing like, she's like, okay, so what happens when your visa runs out? And she's like, oh, me and Marcel get married. And she's like, okay, so uh, what about your parents? You going to tell your parents? Like, it was real. Like, this is, I've been, again, I've been that friend. I've been that friend. It's like the friend that's trying to get, trying to be like, hey, girl. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the type of conversation they, they were having here. Yeah. No. And Mari, I would trust you in that role. I really would. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if somebody needs to reel me in, I know Mari got me. <laughs> um, but yeah, this sends Van over the edge. Like, this mm -hmm. is the thing that like really breaks her and sends her into a spiral because she has a whole breakdown in the kitchen. Yeah. Screaming, breaking dishes, Rihanna style. Like, Elsewhere, Zosha and Shanice are having their breakdown when they find out they're eating their hands. Um, yeah, they end up escaping. They're just like, I can't do this. I'm sorry. Eating hands, it's literally off the table. We're out of here. Um, but Candace is uh, like very busy tending to Van and her panic attack. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, Mara, this is the last moment of real weirdness before the episode kind of normalizes. And so after this brief break, you know, and word from our sponsors, we'll be back to wrap it all up and then talk about what we think is coming up next for Earn and the gang if we ever to see them again in the future. So we'll be right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, and we're back. Van tells Candace that a couple of weeks ago, she was driving in Atlanta, and she closed her eyes while she was driving. Now, this story is going to be like the origin story of like, really, what has been going on with Van throughout Mm -hmm. this entire season? Um, Because now she's taken off the wig, she's dropped Mm -hmm. the accent, and she's finally being real with her friend. Um, Hold up. Before you go into it, I just want to point out, I think what was happening, I think Van was having like a really like dissociative, like... um, style attack like not attack but like she's going through like a, a dissociative she was she was basically disassociating herself to the point where that's why she would just keep doing things like she would just keep going 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 so she wouldn't think about the questions that um that uh uh what's her face um candace candace was asking her that's why it took when candace was prodding her and finally cornering her and say think about your parents Think about Lottie. Think about reality because Van was not operating in reality. And we've been seeing it kind of throughout the the season when we did get her scenes and stuff like that. It just seemed like she was pulling further and further back from reality till she just completely disassociated. And then it took seeing Candace, a familiar face, and for Candace, somebody who really cares about her. And, and like, I mean, I think Ern's been trying but Ern couldn't find her. And I think yeah. having somebody there who knows you, who reminds you of home, that's the only way that you're going to be pulled back down to reality. So when she was brought back down to a reality, she clearly had a, a, a very massive panic attack because she either, she starts looking, she loses the accent. She starts looking around at Marcel like, like, why am I with this, this man? And then she just, of course, asks for her daughter Lottie. She just breaks down, where's Lottie? Where's Lottie? Where's Lottie? You know? So she she definitely was going through some really, really big things here. And it finally just came to a, a head. And it's really lucky, you know, this is a show. But it's lucky that Candace was there to, like, find her. Or we don't know what would have happened, you know, if this right. like, kept, kept going. But, yes, this is the, and then she goes into her her origin story here. Yeah, and she was a pinch manic. I think I think it's yeah, safe to say that. Like you know, she was she was going through, and the the conversation about Lottie is really what brought her back um, into reality. And she was all able to talk about the moment where she closed her eyes while she was driving, and like the idea of almost taking her own life in that way mm-hmm. um, really shook her. Like she 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 snapped out of it, but she still felt very guilty about it. You know, yeah. that's a uh, that's a thing that she was going to do. But, you know, potentially her, her child would have had to be, you know, raised without a mother at that point, you know. And so mm-hmm. she wasn't even able to look at Lottie, who we know is a baby. But, you know, she wasn't even able to look at her without feeling immense guilt. And so her reaction to all of this was to drop Lottie off at her parents' house and then get on the plane. She flew out to Amsterdam. And she says, this happened a couple weeks ago. Now, Mari, we've heard six months on the baguette. She said, a couple weeks ago, I was driving in Atlanta and now, I, what is time? Flat I don't circle. understand it. I truly don't understand it. Because even with Ern and them, their parts, remember we were trying to figure out what the time frame was for, like, the um, the gentrification episode? Yeah. You know, like, wh- I don't understand. I don't understand. But, you know, that's the world that Ellen has created. They've created this surreal world where time doesn't truly matter. Yeah. 
And this whole situation was so extremely difficult to her that she got to Amsterdam. She started watching TV and she watched the movie Amelie um, on TV. And have you ever seen this movie, Mari? I have not. Well, I knew what she was referencing, but I've never seen the movie. Just know that wig is in the movie. (laughs) So, yeah, I think IMDb says, Emily is an innocent and naive girl in Paris with her own sense of justice. She decides to help those around her along the way and discovers love. So this was the fantasy world that Van decided to skidoo into. So is Emily in Paris a ripoff of that? I don't know. I've never seen Emily in Paris, but um, yeah, yeah, but I hear that it's wacky in its own way. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is the life Van decided to live, but she's not Amelie. She's Van and she needed to come back and figure things out um, because I mean, again, those bangs. Um, But she says, you know, she doesn't even know who she is right now. Like Mm -hmm. all the people around her seem to have a good grasp on who they are, whether it's Earn, whether it's Paperboy, um, but she hasn't figured it out. Luckily, Candace is there to console her um, until, until you know, can, uh, Van reminds Candace that she has somebody that she needs to be peeing on. Um, but I was very happy to see them kind of, you know, come to grips with reality together mm-hmm. and to know that at least Van isn't alone. Because to this mm-hmm. point, you know, even though it's by choice, she has been alone in Europe um, for yeah. at least several weeks. Mari. So what did you think mm-hmm. about this scene? Yeah, this was a very like touching scene. Her finally opening up and saying everything that she's felt. I mean, you you can ask any parent. If if you ask a parent and they haven't said it at one point, they thought they were the worst parent in the world and all of that. Like if they said that they, that's never happened to them, they're lying. Because no matter how good of a parent you are, you are, like those doubts and those creeping like you know um, anxiety that can fill you up, you know. And it's very, very uh, common. It's very, very common for parents. And luckily, uh, Van has a support system, you know, for Lottie. She could just drop Lottie off at her parents' house. So that, that is a really fortunate thing. But, you know, she she closed her eyes. And then when she did pick up Lottie, she felt like Lottie could tell that she had, like, almost betrayed her, which is a, it's a lot. You know, it's probably just a lot from being that anxiety bubbling up in her own head that she was manifesting. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that she had a place where her daughter can be safe. You know, I we originally were talking about it in the, the first episode. Like, I'm glad I was happy to see her, like, come out and, like, maybe get some time away from being a parent because that's important, too. Um, but unfortunately it was accompanied with a, like a downward spiral. So she really couldn't like enjoy it in a responsible way, you know, but, um, this was, this was good. This was, this was what I, I'm glad that we got this answer. Now, should it have been at the season finale? I don't know, but you know, every week for the, like those first few weeks, I was like, where's Van? What's happening with Van? Why don't we know what's going on with Van? And I'm glad we finally, we, we know the answers. Yeah. And for anybody struggling with suicidal ideation, you know, please talk to somebody, reach out. You know, we know about mm-hmm. the National Suicide Prevention Hot, uh, uh, Lifeline, 800-273-8255 mm-hmm. here in, in the United States. But wherever you are, reach out to those who can help you try to be around loved ones and just try to take care of yourself because it's a very difficult thing to deal with. And you see it has layers. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, a matter of you taking your own life. It's just very something that you should really, you know, look into seeking help for um before you do anything drastic and so you know if you ever had those thoughts you know our thoughts are with you um right. you know stay strong 
So, Mari, the mm-hmm. last. <laughs> so now that all of that is over, we find out that Candace is busy with Van, so mm-hmm. she cannot do what she came here to do. She cannot complete the task of peeing on this man for six thousand dollars. But luckily, she's got her homegirls, mm-hmm. and Shanice has her back. Shanice mm-hmm. is there at this man's home to deliver the golden shower um, mm. as she watches the Eiffel Tower glow in the distance. Um, now, she did a little more than a golden shower. Like, Ludacris splash waterfall starts playing in the background, but nice she song. has mm-hmm. damn near drowned this man <laughs> from what we can tell. Yes. Um, yeah, and that that's the episode. That's I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a there's a post credit scene uh, where mm-hmm. we see a man at uh, from the airport dropping off some luggage for Earn. Um, even though Earn insists that the bag is not his, he ends up opening the bag anyway. And you know, first he finds the normal toiletries and various accoutrements, but uh, a Deftone shirt catches his attention and a family portrait. Now, mm-hmm. Mari, this family portrait is a white family of four who I guess we're supposed to recognize because I'm pretty sure the man is the guy from the Lake Lanier uh, yeah. episode, right? Yep, he's from the Lake Lanier episode and he's from episode four, the reparations episode. He's that uh, Ernest Marks. I, apparently they have the same name. Apparently that's the, mm. the glue. They have the same name, but it's this white man named Ernest Marks. And he was in the reparations episode. He was the guy who gave that speech to the main dude and then killed himself. Took his own life. Court. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Took his own yeah. life. Yep. Well, see, so now, Mari, that's the end of the episode. Right. And that's it. That's the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That is for what we have right now. We know season four has been filmed, but right now this is all we have of Atlanta to, to mull over, to talk about. And so my first question for you, what do you think the reason is that they would include this other urn. Is that to show that these one-off episodes maybe are canon? Or is this to show that this person just exists in whatever reality they're in? Or is this just some creepy Easter egg that they decided to throw in? No. um, I uh, Again, I think that was the final thing I took away from that article. I think the producer said that this does all take place in the same universe. Like it's, it is canonical it's not all a dream since like it it basically is grounding that this is happening in that same universe mm-hmm. so this this guy was in Ern's dream first in the lake lanier episode right then mm-hmm. he was in the reparations episode so we know that he is now dead um based mm-hmm. on that do you think we ever see any more of this uh alt universe Ernest marks I don't think so. I I don't I don't know, but I don't think so. Okay. So next question: Why do they want us to care about him? Like, what is the significance about this man? I don't think it's a caring about it thing. Again, I think it's just like a little kind of like it comes at the post credit scene because it's kind of like Marvel is like an Easter egg in a sense, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just to let you know that it's kind of that that part all that those scenes are grounded in reality i think it's just those episodes were used um to shed light on a lot of things you know some people said that they don't they don't they didn't like fifth season of atlanta because it felt like it was trying to explain black culture and blackness to white people in a sense but you know 
everybody has their their um preferences i guess when it comes to how they feel about the, these episodes in this season right no no that's a good point i mean you can take what you can i mean whatever you want from these episodes it seems um and i guess one of the things that i'm struggling with is you know trying to figure out i mean where do we go next because mm-hmm. we've seen a lot but as you said the story hasn't really progressed that much for the main characters. I mean, we know that Van is going through, but you didn't need this episode for me to, to you know, to show me that. Um, yeah. Now, I know the magnitude of what she's going through, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, the, after episode three, I probably could have told you that, mm-hmm. you know, Van Van kind of loopy right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, Mari, what do you think? Just, you know, like I said, that we don't have a lot uh, to draw from to know what could possibly happen next. But what do you foresee happening in season four? Just a general broad overview of what the final season could be. Hmm. I I think we just got to go back to Paperboy finishing his um his European tour, and then I think one of the one of the uh, the patrons on Discord that they send us, or was it on Twitter? Somebody sent us a picture of um of the in the one of the alt universe episodes or whatever universe episodes, there was the Paperboy homecoming tour uh, mm. poster yeah. everywhere. So maybe we get that. Maybe the the whole last season is focusing on his homecoming tour. And maybe we finally see like, did Paperboy quote unquote make it? Like, how is he going to be received when he gets back to Atlanta? Maybe he'll actually drop an album. Cause remember he's doing all of this off a of mixtape, like something to yeah. that effect. Hopefully we get the closeout of Earn and Al's story. Okay. And did you think that there was any through line in this season? Because I've asked that question throughout. Every every time I'm like, Mari, what is the theme? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Someone brought up ghosts. But oh. what do you think the overall story was for season three? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. It's like, because I don't, I don't know if it's like, to me, that it feels like it's like, push like trying to explain black issues to white people. I don't truly think that's the case. I I do think it was like trying to contextualize black issues in ways that people didn't expect. Cuz a lot of those episodes where the the characters were like if you want to say that those are the the white centered episodes. Um those a- episodes were contextualizing things that we had said we were there were discussions period and i and i don't feel like it was in a way to teach but it was in a way to like to like make them think about it a different way does that make sense like with the we talked about with the reparations episode like that was such a funny episode because it actually made you think like what happens with reparations like and and it was you know people were calling it like racial horror like the this man is like he's he's haunted by the fact that now he owes this woman all this all this money you know the trinity to the bone it was like yeah you have a a nanny or or you know a, a somebody who works for you but how well do you know them type storyline contextualizing immigration and, and who is really raising your kids type of type of thing i think i i i liked the um you know i liked those those episodes i liked uh, uh being able to attack topics in a completely different way um so i I don't know this was definitely an eye-opening season if anything the the theme just was ultra surrealism if if anything truly yeah no that's very interesting yeah i like how you put that um yeah i read an article in the ringer 
um, and it was by Israel Daramola, and I think it was titled Atlanta Ends Its Bizarre Experimental Third Season with the Bizarre Experimental Finale, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But in that article, one of the things they brought up is that most of the stories talked about identity in whatever way they wanted to approach it, right? Whether mm-hmm. it was Paperboy's identity as a rapper when he was going through mm-hmm. his um, his trippy thing um, with the drug use. Um, maybe it was Van- Van's identity when she decided that she was going to be French for an entire episode. Yes. This very ridiculous caricature of a French woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's all the racial identity stuff that they tackle with the reparations, with the rich wigger, poor wigger, you know? Mm. identity in and of itself is a is a through line that this particular person brought up um you know we've talked about class we've talked about race we've talked about like even Mm. nationality when it came to van pretending to be french and so Mm. i don't know what atlanta is trying to do with that but i definitely think that that's probably a shout you know as well like something that Mm. they've made uh, like really um like uh significant um like depictions of just identity in in various different reasons and so uh maybe chew on that a little bit for the listeners you know take the, like and, and decide what you think yeah um but that being said mari mm-hmm. we done we did it we had y'all we got y'all we did yeah. it again <laughs> um and we don't know when we'll be back like i said we have some hints that we think we will come back for season four but um yeah until then we got to wrap this up. So thank you uh-huh. all for listening to our Atlanta coverage. This has been a blast. Um, again, we have all been having life issues. So Latanya uh-huh. could not be here throughout. I've had to miss a day. Mari's had to miss a day. But we were determined to deliver this Atlanta coverage to you and all the listeners. So thank you all yes. so much for liking the podcast, retweeting it, reposting it, giving us five-star reviews, giving us ratings, and sharing it with your friends. We really appreciate the listens the clicks, the engagements, all that good stuff. Um, and so, Mari, last time I have to ask you this. What yeah. else you got going on, friend? So, uh, the wrestling hop up is back. I don't know for how Yo. long. <laughs> no, no. Lord knows. I would like to walk out as well. But um, <laughs> So, every week, me and Matt Scott uh, bring you wrestling highlights? Question mark? I don't know. It's been a weird week, y'all. Go check out our, our episode this week if you want to realize what's going on, but it's some very big news happening in the world of wrestling where we spent just the whole episode on, so um, you can uh, always subscribe by going to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed, so you can subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two like the number two. And you can follow Matt at Matt Scott GW on Twitter Twitter as well if you want to um, join in the, on the conversation but we also break it down so you don't have to so you don't have to figure it out we, we break it down for you and you don't have to watch you don't even have to um, be up on the news we'll tell you um, then of course every Tuesday me and Sarah Carradine are bringing you true crime Tuesdays um, with the crime scene uh, podcast on RHAP um, you can subscribe to that by going to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed and this week this week right here, this week right here, going to be really good. Uh, Jason Reed was on with us to do Our Father, the Netflix uh, documentary, Ooh. pseudo movie almost, um, uh, about a fertility doctor who is inseminating his patients with his own semen. Um, and it's a doozy. The property is a doozy. But our conversation with Jason was a 
laugh riot. It was hilarious. Jason is always amazing, but this is a good episode. So definitely go subscribe to the crime scene feed so you can get it as soon as it drops on Tuesday. And you can follow us on um, Twitter at crime scene RHAP. That's at C-R-I-M-E-S-E-E-N-R-H-A-P. Um, to join the conversation and to do uh, recommendations. We always take recommendations and suggestions um, for uh, true crime properties because that's what we, we do. We don't, we're not about to solve a murder. What we do is we watch documentaries, docu-series, true crime properties, and then we rate them and we suggest them to you. So, yep. And that that's it. That's it. We are done with Atlanta. So that just those two, what are you up to Chappelle? <laughs> Man, that, I know I love your plugs because they're incredible. Because you were talking about stuff that's right up my alley. Uh, as you yeah. know, uh, I, I love a good Netflix show, and so Rob Sassanino mm-hmm. and I are still covering Netflix shows, uh, on nothing but Netflix. So check out the Nothing But Netflix podcast to keep up with all the stuff that we're talking about. Most recently, we talked about the Pentaveret with Mike Bloom. Um, and Mari, I believe you are on a podcast with my boss this week, uh, with my oh, co-host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, what what yes. y'all got going on? Well, I, I, I was just on the Survivor Academy uh, podcast with Rob, but that is patron exclusive. So if you're, if you're not a, a patron, uh, Rob has a podcast. Well, then why, why not go to patreon.com slash RHAP to become a patron? Um, you know, do it at the beginning of the month. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at behind that paywall. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> Pay her. Look, look, we are, I, I love it. I love it because um, Mari got to talk to Rob, but I think Rob and I are coming to join Mari soon to talk on the wrestling wrap up. And so, yes. uh, yeah, if you can't get enough of the, we got y'all crew, then uh, tune in to the wrestling wrap up in a couple weeks to preview wrestle. Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, Hell in a Cell. Yes. Hell in a Cell. And so it should be me and my nothing but Netflix tag team partner, Rob Sestanino, joining the wrestling wrap up for that week. So that's going to be a good time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm still here on post show recaps talking about the walking dead. Fear the walking dead is chugging along. Honestly, if you're listening to fear the walking dead, we all <laughs> in the struggle together. We, we in it together. Just, you know, stay strong, stay strong. Cause it's hard out here for a pimp. Um, they really trying, they really putting us through. That's all I'm saying. They, we are going through on fear of the walking dead recap, but we're still here. And so check us out, you know, support the podcast and all that good stuff. And then, um, is that it? Is that all I had going on this week? I think so. Um, yeah. So listen, We've talked about being a patron of Rob Has a Podcast so that you can hear Mari's exclusive content over there, but also become a patron of Post Show Recaps. Uh, we're keeping it simple. The main thing to do is to just go to Post what is it, patreon.com slash Post Recaps and support us at any level. Um, you know, it's you go in, you pay every month. Like Mari said, start at the beginning of the month. You get perks. You get invited to the Discord. You might get some merch in the mail. I got like this really cool Wombat sticker the other day, completely unannounced. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Um, but you become part of the conversation even more. So if you want to get your feedback heard, read on this podcast, or you want to make suggestions, the quickest way is to join our Discord, to join the Patreon, and to support Post Show Recap so that we can keep bringing you content like this um but yeah check me out follow me on social media follow mari on social media at mari talks too much follow me at Chappelle's underscore show follow at post recaps 
follow at Rob has a podcast and then stay tuned to what we have coming up next. So for Mari, for myself and for Latanya, Ms. LK Starks, we will talk to y'all later. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.